0: The city of Edmonton, the Edmonton Police Service and community partners really doubling down on their efforts to boost safety across the Edmonton Transit Service, right? We've we've talked quite a bit about the concerns on uh, especially the LRT over the past uh, little while. You can expect more police officers at LRT stations and transit centres. Um, the police and peace officer presence is going to be increased right across the network. The city also going to bring on more peace officers and transit staff, uh, more opioid response teams are also being added along uh, with giving more naloxone training to transit employees. Now, Angela Kemp is the Edmonton Police Inspector in charge of the EPS Crime Suppression and Investigation Branch. Inspector Kemp, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's so glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about... This division, the Crime Suppression and Investigation Division, I'd never heard of it, um, but I've been doing some reading on it and
1: really interesting work. What do you do in there? So, actually, our Crime Suppression Investigation Division actually was born of our Vision 2020 uh, reorganization. So what occurred is that when um, Chief McPhee-, McPhee came in 2019, we did a huge rework. And essentially, we put all our proactive teams. So my branch, the Crime Suppression Branch, has 15 proactive teams. Six are covert plainclothes surveillance teams, which really focus on covert investigations, investigations that require a covert presence in order to help the community really deal with some issues that maybe can't be done in a uniform Mm -hmm. capacity. And then the other half of my branch works on proactive, uniform um, engagement. So we have our crime suppression branch, which I have three teams that we have in our city, 18 crime suppression zones. So those are evidence-based identified areas within Edmonton that are have been shown historically to show that there's a crime, higher crime or higher so, social disorder issues within the city. And much like our neighborhood B programs the areas are a bit larger mm-hmm. but we can really focus on the issues within that community. On top of that we have our community engagement team which is within events that throughout the city all the time with our various communities or community leagues and you'll see them at pretty much every um, big event that Edmonton has. And then we have our crime disruption area which is our go to unit for any force multiplication events that we need. So they work on our protests, they work on any Big crime management um, uh, initiative that we're doing. Much like our the playoffs, they will be assisting yeah. with that. They just they help out with the LRT issues that we're having. They we have so many the teams that we have work together so well to work on the crime management issues that we have in Edmonton. It's really great to see.
0: You've been busy. This this is a this is a busy busy branch, isn't it?
1: You know we. We are busy, and you know what? It's rewarding to be busy because we're actually trying to create positive impact and positive change in the in Emmetton. So we're really trying to help the communities,
0: Inspector Kemp. Let's talk about, uh, you know, trying to create some of that positive change. And uh, you were there along with city officials yesterday in the announcement about, you know, some increased uh, security at um, at, on LRT. I'm curious to know, um, I know the unit uh, identifies investigators you know, these public spaces. And and I'm curious to know what your work showed about the LRT and and, and that system and what's happening recently.
1: For sure, so we all can recognize that we have significant challenges within our transit spaces, but those challenges are also seen in other areas because the same population of challenges that we're seeing also spill out of the LRT system. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the challenges that we're facing within the LRT system, we always hear that they're very complex. But I'm not quite sure people understand what we mean by when we say they're complex issues. It's that the communities within the complex issues that we're talking about, they're relatively referred to as the vulnerable population mm-hmm. or the vulnerable Community. So within that, we pretty much have two distinct groups. We have the ones who are truly vulnerable, the addictions, the mental health issues, the ones that fall through the cracks. But then we also have the ones that are in that system, in that space, but they prey upon the vulnerable. Mm. They're committing, like, predatorial violence against the vulnerable. And sometimes it's difficult to differentiate between the two. But what we really want to make sure is that as a collective, as the Edmonton Police Service, as the City of Edmonton, as the community partners, and we have so many great community partners, that we're able to deal with both sides. Like, very like very generally, we can look at it as that we have the sad, the mad, and the bad. Huh. So we have the sad, the ones that are addicted, and the ones that are um, have so many trauma issues that the reasons why they're there... Is not really their fault. And then we have the MAD, who really needs some help, really needs to get into those issues and those, and those uh-huh. services to help them deal with their issues. And then we have the bad, We have the ones that really prey upon our vulnerable. And then we look at what's been happening lately within our transit system. Sometimes it's just unprovoked, untargeted yeah. violence that we're seeing. And those are the ones that really need to be taken into account, and then looked at as a correctional issue, and get them into the system to have their consequence for their behavior.
0: Inspector Kemp, do you believe that um, this the concerns that have been raised uh, about what is happening on uh, the transit system on LRT recently? Is it as bad as it as it? As it sounds, I mean, there's been some pretty horrific incidents recently, and obviously that shines a spotlight. Um, is the concerns of of the community, um, a, I don't want to say a valid one, but you know, is this is this a, a bigger deal as what it's certainly
1: being made out to be? Well, there's two things when we answer that question. So we have the legitimate safety issues that are happening within transit and then we have the perception of safety issues and at the end of the day regardless of how safe a system can be if people don't feel safe using it Uh then we need to look at why is that happening so i know like our conversations yesterday with the city and we the city and us we're like fantastic partners we work together so well and then when we look at it it's saying that how do we increase people's perception of safety and then how do we increase the actual safety by dealing with the individuals that are causing issues on transit
0: so we're talking about that announcement yesterday from the city and Edmonton Police about uh, you know what they're going to do to increase security increase safety uh, on the LRT we we know that um, there, there was an announcement of more Uh, police officers, more peace officers. There's going to be a community outreach team increase as well. How is this all going to work? Inspector Angela Kemp is in charge of the EPS Crime Suppression Branch and Inspector Kemp joining us this afternoon. We're going into overtime with Inspector Kemp and I sure appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you for this. So with this announcement then um, with more uh, police, more peace officers, the transit police officers, is a transit police officer different than a
1: Edmonton police officer? So yes, they are. So they're considered peace officers. So what the main difference is between police and peace officers is is essentially um, police officers can investigate and arrest with um, reasonable and probable grounds where the peace officers they can enforce provincial and and municipal bylaw regulations but they can also arrest for fines committing. Mm. So really our peace officers, their 100% ability to um, create safe spaces It's just looking at what they need to augment with our police and how we augment with the peace officers to really get a fulsome safety plan for Edmonton. So
0: how how much of an impact do you think that this is going to have on the system and and that that safety issue and the uh, perceived notion of of safety?
1: So a a few things that it's really going to help with is that, number one, our shared outcome. Our shared outcome is to return the spaces for their intended use. Their intended use are transportation corridors. So what that means is that when we see the sheltering in place in transit centers, it's really an inhumane place for anyone to shelter. We don't want our vulnerable community members sheltering in the transit stations. We don't want them sleeping on hard cement floors in cold areas. That's not an appropriate place where we want people to stabilize and be able to move into housing. Mm. So the issue that we're talking about is how do we get... Our vulnerable community members back into shelter. So, where they're not looking at these spaces mm-hmm. as an appropriate place, which they're not. And it's not so much um, at the end of the day, we want these people to be successful. We want pro social behavior on transit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So, the community outreach teams that I think they're going, the numbers are going from like two teams to
1: seven, what will they do? Well, the community outreach teams or the COT teams, so that is specifically with the City of Edmonton. So they're partnering up a uh, transit peace officer with a navigator. Much like our EPS help teams, where we have a police officer with a navigator. So what that means is that we're focusing on the individual. We're identifying the individual. We're trying to find out what their needs are. And then, once we know what their needs are, we connect them to the appropriate services within the system. And that is really what we want for that piece. And then the other piece is the geographical issues that we see on transit. So it's really a two-pronged approach. It's like how do we help the ge- ge- geography sorry, of fixing the issues on transit by helping the individual? And then therefore, we're making that space safer for everyone who's using transit.
0: You know, Inspector Camp. Just uh, uh, one of my listeners just texted in. Uh, was on the bus today and said um, uh, they were heading over to Southgate and 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 they had to kick off three people for drinking and smoking meth on on the bus, which was in transit. Um, Ray says if I didn't say anything, um, probably wouldn't have happened because no one was brave enough to say or do anything. My question following Ray's text is: is this when when people are seeing things like that on the bus or? on the LRT what did he need to do what do you recommend
1: so we do have the transit safe line and I'm sorry I don't have the actual number here with me today but and when they see things like that if you let the bus operator know or you um, talk to the transit safe line or if it's in an event where public harm is happening mm. call 911 okay. immediately and the biggest thing is if we don't know what's happening or if it's not reported then we can't do anything about it. And we want to make sure that these are safe spaces.
0: How do you, how will you, how will the unit measure success when it comes to transit safety, LRT safety in the city of Edmonton?
1: When we look at the entire system, so the Edmonton Police Service made changes, like you said, in 2020. So every single LRT station, every major bus station is now in a crime suppression zone or in a neighborhood beat. Mm-hmm. So we have geographic ownership of all these stations. And what's been occurring is that we've been ramping up all our proactive engagement, all our time, and that we're increasing that time spent on transit. What we're also doing is making sure that we are. Connecting with our transit peace officers, and we're doing joint deployments and really engaging the public. And that's everyone from the vulnerable community to the transit users. And we want everyone to feel safe, but we also need to know where the problems are. Mm-hmm. And. And the number one thing that we also want to do is increase the behavioral expectations of what is appropriate behavior on transit. Mm-hmm. And that's through public education, that's through engagement of every single person that uses transit.
0: Inspector Kemp, we'll leave it there this afternoon. I sure appreciate your time. Thanks for the conversation. No problem. Have a great day. Yeah, You Very take, take care now. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Inspector Angela Kemp, uh, who is in charge of the EPS Crime Suppression Branch, talking about what they're doing to increase LRT safety. Uh, in the city of Edmonton,